don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's hard. Uh, preaching on Father's Day when when you're not quite ready to be a father. I have kids. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, Ray, you would ask me to speak on Father's Day. I've, I haven't had a, a father in 20-plus years. Um, and I've, I've really struggled with being a son for for that time, too, always searching for leadership and for you know somebody to be a father. And uh, it's probably one of the, the, the greatest hurts that God uses to to keep pushing me forward. And uh, so I, I'm honored to speak. Um, I just, yeah, wow. Okay, well, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. Uh, you know what today is? Besides Father's Day, it's our wedding anniversary. Twelve years. Give her a hand because she put up with me for <laughs> 12 years. And it, it ain't easy, right? It's not. No, we're blessed, and we wouldn't have been 12 years without the, the support and friendship of, of many of you all. Uh, Sarah, the Kinnears, uh, the Signs, uh, Villarreal's. I mean, a lot of you guys really pour into our lives and, and make us better spouses. So I thank you for that. All right. Well, uh Pastor Ray and David have been talking about the Kingdom Culture Initiative for the past few weeks, and I just want to compliment that by saying, uh, when you're in a kingdom, there's a royal family. That's us. That's you guys. We are God's kids. We are King's kids. We're the royal family. And in a royal family, there's a hierarchy. There's a structure. There's a divine order. And who is the top? It's the Father. Fathers, fathers, yeah. So, and, and mothers play an important role too, but then they complement the, the fathers. But today I want to talk about fathers, obviously. So, let's pray. Um, Father, you're good. And today we honor you. We bring everything we have to your feet. All of our crowns, all of our riches, all of our time and attention today, it's about you, Lord. And we just bless you. Use me, use the words that uh, are prepared to, to bring you glory and to edify the body, Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to read real quick from uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 1 through 3. This is Paul. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ, and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus called to be the saints together with all those who are in every place, call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, stop there. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Paul, an apostle is a sent one, one who's sent on a mission, one who lays a foundation. Apostles lay the foundation, a lot like fathers do. We lay a foundation for our families. Paul was writing to uh, a troubled church in Corinth about five years after he established it in Acts 18. And, and Corinth was a booming city. It was a modern city. There was uh, a lot of trade passing through a, a small piece of land. And Corinth was there in between two 
two great uh, areas. And uh, at that time, there was three great influences. There was the Roman influence from a, a, a government, uh, an academic perspective. There was a Greek influence. That was the mythology and the philosophy. And then there was the uh, Jewish influence, or Judaism, which is a, their religious uh, Orthodox Jew religion. And, and I want to spend some time not on history, but to talk about Paul, who was a father to that church in that time with, with such a, a cultural diversity. When I say father, I mean fathers and mothers. Um, it doesn't say that Paul had kids, natural kids, but he had spiritual kids. He built churches. He b- brought people together, and there were spiritual mothers and fathers. And th- these roles aren't gender-specific. For any of you guys who think you're, well, you know, I'm not going to go there. These roles are not gender-specific. Let me make that very clear. Because Timothy, who's got a couple books in the Bible too, Timothy, he was raised by his mother and grandmother in the faith. They laid the foundation for him. So, it's, again, it's not gender specific. Uh, and this message is for everyone. Because everyone is a father, needs a father, or has a father. Some of you guys can raise your hand and say, you know, Pastor Ray is my father in the faith. Others might raise your hand and say, well, I'm looking. You know, and, uh, you know, for a long time, I was looking. I was looking. One guy to the next, you know, and not, not, not in an awkward way, but, you know, when I landed here, Pastor Ray was just, he was the father. And he acted like it. He treated me like a son. He spoke into me in ways that no other adult male did. And, and that was a hole that the Lord used Pastor Ray to fill, and I'm, and I'm thankful for, for him. All right, back to Paul. <laughs> All right, uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 14 through 17. This is where Paul really talks about his fatherhood and faith. He says, I do not write these things to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then to be imitators of me. That is why I sent you Timothy, my beloved and faithful child in the Lord, to remind you of my ways in Christ, as I teach them everywhere in every church. We've got a lot of teachers. You can go to YouTube and be taught things. You can go to school and be taught things. You can go to work and be taught things. But there are very few fathers in our lives, people who lay down their lives to serve us, to bring us along, and to care deeply for us. In Galatians 4, and I won't go there, Paul talks about it this way. He says it, I wait in anguish as in childbirth, until Christ is formed in you. If you've ever been around a pregnant person or you've been pregnant, you know there's this high expectation. There's this, there's this excitement about bringing birth to a child. And there's also the, you know, the craziness that goes along with it too. 
but that's what, that's what Paul is talking about. There's this anguish that there's something great coming, and a father has that expectation for you as well. Somebody who's ready to see Christ fully formed in you. Mm. That's good. All right, 1 Corinthians 1, 4. I give thanks to my God always for you because the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, a father gives thanks for you. Uh, even when you're misbehaving, even when you're not acting as, as if you know, you're a Christian, if you're not acting the part or you're not representing him well, he still gives thanks for you. Even at your lowest point. Because of the grace of God that is in you. Not anything that we do on ourselves, but God's grace alone. He's thankful for you. That doesn't mean that he's not going to bring correction or adjustment, uh, but he loves you nonetheless. Fathers, mothers, take some time to give thanks for your kids, your spiritual kids and, and your natural kids. They need to know why you're thankful. First mm. Corinthians one ten. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree, and that there be no divisions among you, but you be d- united in the same mind and same judgment. Uh, a father will squash arguments, and mothers too. They squash arguments. They don't allow division in their home. When we fight among ourselves. The father's goal is to bring peace, is to bring unity. And it's not like he's taking sides or picking favorites, but he elevates us to a a higher calling in Christ. Yes, one of you is probably right and the other is wrong, but that's not what's important. A father seeks to bring peace to a, a situation. I would venture to guess a great number of church splits or you know exodus from church is because there's a lack of reconciliation because fathers haven't stepped up to squash those things that divide that's a high calling for a father to to step up and and do what is right is to bring reconciliation because it's it's not pretty right It's our job to break up the fight before it breaks up the family. All right. 1 Corinthians 1, 26, 29. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many powerful. Not many of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even the things that are not, to bring nothing to the things that are. So no human being might boast in the presence of God. A father reminds you of who you were and who you are now. Of who you were before and who you are now in Christ. This should keep you humble. (laughs) If a father reminds you of what you've walked through to get to where you are now, that should keep you humble. So that you don't continue to boast in yourself, in your own strength, but in God. 
a father reminds you of your, your real identity. Because if, if you really knew who you were, if you really discovered who you were in God, you wouldn't try to be somebody else. There's too many of us trying to be like somebody else. And we're unhappy with ourselves because we keep trying. Discover who you are. Let that father in your life, that mother in your life, show you who you really are in Christ. So you quit struggling to be somebody you're not. Fathers and mothers provide that sense of purpose and identity and awareness of what it means and what it's, what's possible when you're a king's kid. We're king's kids. We're royalty. So there's so much available to us. The Father reveals that possibility to you. So, so let me caution you there, though. When we tell our kids they can be whatever they want when they grow up and do whatever they put their mind to, but we don't do that for ourselves, we sabotage the faith of our kids. I can do all things. Right? Well, in, in Christ Jesus. I can do all Let me finish that. I can do all things. In Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Um, and, I, you know, I don't want my vision to be low because my kids will hit that as a ceiling. They won't go any farther than that. Set that vision higher. 1 Corinthians 2.6 Yet among the mature do we impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. A father's goal is to impart wisdom to his children when you're ready to receive it. When you're ready to receive it. And uh, for those who, you know, we've walked with for a long time, you know, we might have been saying the same things to you over and over, and there's never any change. Well, it's probably because we're trying to give you something that you're not quite ready for. And we've got to realize, recognize where our kids are at. Are they mature enough to receive that wisdom? And fa- fathers, their, their job, mothers, your job, it's a labor of love. It is really a labor of love to simplify the heart of God into something that you can, and your children can understand. It's a real labor. And for those who teach, and you guys probably understand this too, it's really hard to simplify complex things for, for a person to understand. And a father, their, their desire is for you to grow in wisdom. 1 Corinthians uh, 3, 10 through 13 says, according to the grace of God given me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation. And someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on that foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will become manifest. For the day will disclose it, because it will be re- revealed by fire, and fire will test what, is, what sort of work each has done. 
a father teaches you how to build a lasting structure and to build on that foundation, which is Christ Jesus. Line upon line, precept upon precept. He's, he's helping you build your life of faith. That's what fathers do. You know, the Father teaches us about the importance of, rela- of relationship with Christ, the, the truth of the Word, the power of the Holy Spirit, and, and the fullness of fellowship in church. A relationship with Christ, the Word, the, the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to throw in fellowship with the church because I think that's important. And, and some of us are, are perfectly okay with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You just don't like people in the church, right? There's a lot of people like that. It's like, I love Jesus, but I don't like Christians. There's something wrong with that, guys. There's something wrong with that. Uh, I, I would say, uh, you know, Jesus, Jesus says it this way. Um, you are in the world, but you're not of the world. Okay, likewise, I would say you're of the church, and in the church. You've got to be in the church if you're of the church. And that means you've got to spend time with each other. A father expects that their kids do things together. They're not separate. This is not a competition. This is, this is family. So if, if we're not spending time with each other outside of these four walls, ask yourself, is there something in my heart that prevents me to connect with somebody else in this church. Don't forsake the fellowship of the saints. All right. A couple more. Couple more. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? A father reminds you of how valuable you are. You're worth protecting. And, and I can recall over the years how Pastor Ray would say, uh, you know, these, you're a mighty man of God. He would say that a lot to me. He'd trap me in, you know, in Walker Hall or somewhere in corner me. You are a mighty man of God. I needed to hear that. I needed that, you know, reminder. And although, you know, you try to run away sometimes. But, at, you know, after a while, it's like, I'm starting to believe this. I'm starting to believe the things that he spoke into me. You know, sometimes we sing because we believe the words on that screen, and sometimes we sing until we believe those words. And fathers, mothers, keep speaking those things over your kids, even if they don't believe it. Don't speak the negative words that you know might be true today. Speak the truth that you know to be true in the future. Okay? Hmm. He's, he, you know, and Pastor Ray was always speaking to what was inside of me, what I carried, not the things that he saw on the outside, not the things I was pursuing on the outside. He always targeted things of the heart. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if this ever happens to you. You go out to lunch with Pastor Ray, you're having, having, you know, chicken tenders in my case, usually, or chicken fried steak. And, you know, Pastor Ray would just say some, some word and I'd be just weeping over my chicken. It's the most embarrassing thing, but that's the heart of the father. That's the heart of the father. And I, I, 
I mean, it happens to me. I'm driving in the car and I'm thinking about something Pastor Ray said, and I'll just weep in the car. <laughs> That's the heart of a father, guys. I, I love that. And not to embarrass you, Ray, just, you know, I, I love that about you. Um, next one, 1 Corinthians 3 18. Let no one deceive himself. If any among you thinks he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. I believe a father aims to win the heart, not the mind. Um, and uh, this is something I need to work on. But sometimes we need to avoid speaking our minds in order to speak to somebody's heart. Uh, many of you know I can be very direct. <laughs> And hopefully that doesn't come across as uh, insincere or judgmental. Um, but I'm working on speaking less of my mind and, and more of my heart. Uh, so I can convey a message uh, that, that isn't about being on the right side of an argument, but on the right side of a relationship. You know, I, I recall a recent event at Brahms that, you know, I was like, I got to be right. But, you know, I wasn't right. <laughs> got to be on the right side of that relationship, okay? That's, a, you know, a father, a father really <laughs> aims to win the heart, not the argument. Whew. I'm working on that. So, uh, next one, 1 Corinthians four fourteen uh, and 21. I do not write these things to make you ashamed, uh, but to admonish you as my beloved children, in verse 21, what do you wish? Shall I come to you with a rod or with love in a spirit of gentleness? Um, a father brings correction uh, for the purpose of warning, for instruction, uh, for laying a foundation uh, that, that you can grow on. Um, but he brings it in gentleness, too. There was um, a time years ago in this church that uh, I, I did something um, pretty hurtful. Um, said, said and did some very hurtful things. And uh, I, had, I had broken trust. I was a, I was a real jerk. And uh, I thought I was beyond saving, beyond restoration, and uh, beyond hope. But I had a father that believed in me, that trusted me, and corrected me, and, and put me back on the path. And I'm, I'm really thankful for that man. Do you have somebody like that in your life? Do you, do you want to be that kind of man, that kind of woman that can restore brokenness by the Spirit of God, obviously? The church needs more fathers, not more followers. The city, this city, needs more fathers. Not taxpayers. 
<laughs> resource, those resources will come. And that this nation needs more fathers, not more politicians. Because ch- change will come, stability will come as the fathers rise up. That's the kind of father I want to be. I want to be like Papa Ray. <laughs> I want to be like Papa Ray. And, uh, you know, we're not perfect. Pastor Ray's not perfect. He's a man. We're all, you know, human and we have flaws, character flaws. Um, but there's a purity in faith there that he, he's got a father's heart to make people whole. And, um, and when Paul says, imitate me, as I imitate Christ, we imitate Pastor Ray and, and Pastor John and David because they're imitators of Christ as well. And, uh, you know, if you're saying to yourself today, you know, I, I don't have a father in my life. I don't have somebody I can trust that way or be vulnerable that way. Um, I just want to encourage you to look around this room. There are people who are willing to lay their lives down for you to grow deeper in the Lord. And for those who are fathers, who are mothers, and you're saying, well, I'm ready to take on some more fledglings. Look around the room too. There's, there's some people that need to be connected with you for your wisdom, for the brokenness that you've been through that you can encourage with. And I look at, you know, I th- I'm just going to call some of uh, CJ is a mother in the faith. You know, I just see that. She's a mother in the faith. You know, Randy and Karen. Wisdom from you guys years ago. I remember you, maybe you trapped me in the hall back here and said, when are you going to have kids? You're never going to be ready to have kids. Just have kids. <laughs> I said, okay. I guess so. And then two, two popped out. I stopped there. I'm not going to go six or seven but uh, there was wisdom there and and we looked up to you we still do you're a man of faith woman woman of faith parents in the house so I just encourage you that there is what you're looking for here in this house to grow deeper in the Lord I don't have I don't have much more but I want to pray for you guys Um, would you just Bow your head, if, and if, if this did speak to you, if you're thinking, I'm hurting, I need a father in my life, or I'm hurting and I need a mother in my life right now, would you just raise your hand? I'm just for the Lord. I don't, I don't need to see your hands, but raise your hands. And the Lord wants to speak to you today about a father and a mother that can be in your life. Lord, you see the hands, you see the hearts that are desperate for you that are hungry for just real leadership in their life, real family in their life. They're tired of being alone, tired of being separate, tired of doing things on their own. They really want more. They want deeper connection, deeper community, Lord. Would you just bring that a father into their life, a mother into their life, so they can go deeper in you and have a full revelation, full understanding of who they are in Christ through that father and through that mother. Mm. Pair them up, God. Mm. Put it on the father's heart, who the kids are that need to be loved on, that need to be discipled. Yeah.
This is the kingdom culture. That fathers and mothers would rise up and raise kings and queens. I thank you, Lord, for your love towards us. You're a good father. Such a good father. Bless you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. You're good. good, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. The city needs us, y'all. The city needs us. Um, our nation is, you know, I'll just read the news. You'll, you, you, you'll get up to speed. But this city needs us. It really does. And we're, it's not beyond hope. It's not. Uh, but it needs us to get engaged, certainly. Our houses, our houses need to be in order so that we can serve and, and make an impact on Garland. Yeah. So I just impart the Father's love, the, father, the identity of a father and a mother uh, to you today, those who are hungry to make a difference in, in the city that we live in. I just impart wisdom to you, a spirit of thankfulness, a grace to do hard things, to speak hard things, um, tough skin. Oof. Give us tough skin as parents uh, to do what is right. And God, if there's anything that is hindering us from walking in the fullness of, a ch- of being a child of God, whether it's sin or walls, walls that the enemy has designed, I just, I pray against that right now. I pray we would humble ourselves, submit ourselves under leadership and, and be renewed and be refreshed and be built up and be sent out. You're good, Lord. You're so good and you're faithful to touch and meet every need. And we bless you, Lord. We bless you. Amen. God is good, y'all. God is good. Fathers are good. Y'all fathers are good. This father is good. Wow. That one back there is good too. Paul. Paul's a great father. (laughs) Y'all need to hear that more. You don't believe me when I say that. (laughs) Really? Come on. Y'all are good fathers and mothers. Amen. Thank you, guys. I don't. Uh, you want to say anything, Pastor Ray? It's a good word because he's sweating up here. <laughs> when you're sweating, you know it's good. No, let's all stand to our feet, shall we? Uh, you know, I believe the Lord was just sowing a seed in our lives today that it's not about a label. It is about relationship. Yeah. And that is something that is be- gradually declining in our nation. We get so busy doing so many things. I want to just say this in closing. 
You don't get to choose your fathers. Do you know God? Have you noticed that? You don't choose your father, your mother, your brother. You can choose your spouse, but you, you don't choose your father, your mother. <laughs> God plants people in your life because he knows what's good for us. I know that the American gospel says, I'll choose my church, I'll choose my father, I'll choose this friend, I'll choose that person, I'll choose that teacher, I'll choose that pastor. But that's not the way it is in the kingdom. And let me say just quickly a couple things about fathers. They're not perfect for a reason. Not as a, not as a issue to be excused, but God gives you imperfect fathers so they will convey grace to their sons and daughters. That's why, you don't, that's why you're not a perfect father. That's not a license to be sinful or to be weak and to be sloppy. But God gives us fathers so we will learn how to be vulnerable. Everyone say vulnerable. Vulnerable. But fathers also set boundaries. Fathers set vision. Fathers encourage. Fathers correct, as Nehem said. And one thing, I, my prayer is that, that we will grow in the heart of the Father, not just in the rule of the Father, but in the heart of the Father. Amen. As we close, we're going to dismiss you. But if you'd like prayer this morning for any reason, maybe you need the Lord in your life. Maybe you need a refreshing. Maybe you need a touch from God. Amen. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Before you come, let's give Nehemiah a hand for that word today. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Amen. We're going to go ahead and dismiss you and let you go. But if you like prayer, feel free to come for prayer this morning. God bless you. Have a great Father's Day today.